The Boston Bruins are on their way to Chicago to begin a four-game road trip tomorrow night against the Blackhawks. And today on the podcast, I'm joined with Lauren Campbell of the Locked on Red Sox podcast and the Nesson Bruins podcast to talk about all things black and gold. So let's get into it, shall we? Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, March 14th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Uh, The podcast is free and available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, So please do smash that subscribe button on your podcast app as well as on YouTube so that you never uh, miss a show. Today's episode brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Uh, That's BetOnline where the game starts. Uh, I recorded a quick bonus podcast on Sunday, so if you missed that Uh, You can catch that talking about the win over the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday. A little bit of breaking news here this morning as the Bruins have announced that they have signed uh, Mike Callahan to a two-year entry-level contract beginning next season with an annual cap hit of $883,000. Callahan... Uh, his rights were acquired recently by the Arizona, oh, from the Arizona Coyotes, for a fifth-round pick. Uh, oh no, he was a fifth-round pick. I can't remember what they gave up to get him, but it was not much at all. He's the captain at Providence, and uh, he'll be joining the Bruins organization uh, to begin next season. Anyways, with that said, today. Special episode as I will be joined by a co host of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, as well as a uh, very talented Bruins uh, writer, as well, and uh, co host of the Nesson Bruins podcast. And uh, pleased to welcome back to the show Lauren Campbell. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm great, Ian. How are you doing? Doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's uh, the first day of March break up here. So awesome. I have a couple uh, boys playing Switch in the background. So we may hear some some yelling uh, and such, but uh, hopefully they, they keep it quiet for us to chat <laughs> here uh, about the Bruins. First of all, you must be, uh, we'll talk about baseball, the Red Sox later on, but you must be uh, pretty pumped that baseball is back. Very pumped. I'm just, I'm excited that they were able to work it out a lot sooner than I was thinking. So very happy yeah. that we'll have baseball and hockey in April. I know. I'm very excited as well. It's, uh, I bought the the TV package up here in Canada through Sportsnet, who holds the, the rights 
to all the NHL games. The owners of that company also own the Blue Jays. So the the Bruins package I have includes all the Blue Jays games as well. So I'm pretty awesome. pretty pumped to uh, to check that out. Um, so before you jumped on, I had just tweeted out that uh, the Bruins in 2022 so far, uh, they have the second most points in the NHL behind Colorado. And point percentage-wise, they're fourth in the NHL behind Colorado, uh, Carolina, and Florida. So they're right up there with some of the best teams in the NHL since the beginning of the new year. Uh, just in general, kind of how, how are you feeling about this team these days? And uh, how uh, do you think this stretch of games from 2022 on is more reflective of what they're all about or kind of going back to the earlier in the season when they were struggling? Is that more who these Bruins are? Um, I think they're – I feel like they go through this kind of surge every season. We mm-hmm. see them kind of start off – either really hot or just kind of mediocre. And then they go on the stretch where it's like, they need help up and down this lineup. And then all of a sudden they find resurgence and it's like, okay, like this team maybe is only a piece or two away from going on mm. a legitimate deep cup run. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of where we're at right now. I think 2022 has been very kind to the Bruins, especially David Poshnock. He's really just yes. kind of that, that time off that COVID break really was a, a blessing in disguise for him. And he even said that he was hoping that the extra time off would allow him to reset. And it looks like it has, I don't know if it also has to do with getting bumped from the top line there. He has great chemistry with Taylor Hall and Eric Howla is just kind of you know, coasting along with them. He, they mm-hmm. all look really, really good. So I think that I'm, at some point, they're going to kind of fall off. They're not always going to be this 9-0-1 or 8-1-1 in their last 10 games kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. team. <laughs> That'd be nice if they could do that <laughs> going through the rest of the season. But I think that at some point, you know, they will fall off. Their flaws will you know, be be exposed a little bit. And um, But it's a great time to go on the run with this trade deadline a week away. Yeah, for sure. We'll get into that here in a moment. But, yeah, you mentioned Pasternak, 25 goals so far in 2022. Tops in the NHL tied with uh, Austin Matthews, who leads the league in scoring. Although uh, Matthews has four fewer games played, but uh, he also could be facing a suspension after a cross check yesterday in that that outdoor game. So maybe Pasternak uh, can catch up even a bit more in the overall uh, race. But it's kind of weird because. Yeah, that second line and even the third line, they've been kind of carrying the Bruins lately. The first line with Jake DeBrusque on the top, they've been pretty cold uh, in March. I think they have uh, between Marchand, Bergeron, DeBrusque, two goals combined in six March games, uh, and Marchand hasn't scored at all. So kind of wondering if, um, yeah, the Jake DeBrusque experiment on that top line might be ending either way. And um, do you kind of think DeBrusque may have played his last game at TD Garden now that they're on this road trip that carries over past the trade deadline? I think he has. I think at some point, you know, he has gone. Jake DeBrusque has looked really good since playing on that top line. However, he has been in the league long enough where maybe that this is the player who he is, is who he is. He's... Mm -hmm has this potential, but he's 
I don't think he's a bust by any means, but I just think that he'll go on these streaks where he shows these flashes of potential and then he just kind of goes cold. It's kind of like Jackie Bradley Jr. It's like he goes on these streaks. You just you kind of know what the player he is. Um, but I think that a change of scenery will do him good. And I think now that his trade request has been made public, it's been made public now since November, I think it was. And I think that there will be teams interested in him. I just think because even though he's gone on this surge, it's like, is that play sustainable? Will a change of scenery really revamp him and make him play to this this first round pick that people believe him to be and all mm-hmm. that potential? I mean, he's 25, so he there's he still has time to grow, of course. Like he's still young. He's not mm-hmm. 32 or anything like that. But I think that at the end of the day, I do think that Don Sweeney will find a suitor. I think that it will probably make the Bruins look a little bad if they don't um, just because it's been made public now for so long. And who knows when he actually went to Sweeney and was like, I want out, help me. And um, I think now that it's public and there's so much more attention on it because it's public, it's not just, it's not just a rumor. It's he's addressed it. His agent has addressed it. And even on this recent surge, he doesn't, his mind isn't made up, so or, or his mind right. isn't changed. He's made up his mind. He wants out. Yeah, yeah. So I think that we did see the last of Jake DeBrus get TD guarded. I'll be very surprised if he does not get traded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that will not bode well for the Bruins. I don't think he's going to be a Pierre-Luc Dubois when he wanted out. <laughs> I don't think it's going to turn into anything like that. I just <laughs> think it's, it's, it's going to leave a bad taste. But he's a restricted free agent, I believe, at the end of the season. That's so right, yeah. There are still things like around DeBrusque that maybe a team will be like, we want him to sign an extension. Just, there's so much around him. Like He's a very interesting trade case because of, of just everything he brings to the table. Right. Uh, we'll get into more on the trade deadline here in a moment, but first, a uh, quick word about Athletic Greens. Uh, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, just so many benefits of this stuff. Uh, Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover that costs $100 a day, which is just insane. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Uh, Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's all you need. Uh, No need for a million different supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase just visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance now thank you again for making locked on bruins your first listen every day uh you're gonna want to also check out the locked on red Sox podcast but a quick reminder that on monday march 21st the locked on fantasy uh 
guys will be going live at 3.30 p.m. for a reaction uh, from all the deadline deals and how your fantasy team can take advantage. So you're going to want to subscribe to them as well and uh, check that out. Now, Lauren, I've been saying for a few, well, kind of all season long that uh, the Bruins don't necessarily need help on the left side of the defense. I would prefer to see them get some depth on the right side after McAvoy, Carlo, you know, Connor Clifton's played pretty well, but the depth is kind of thin there. And then maybe a scoring winger as well. We just talked about Jake DeBrusque. That line's kind of cooled off. Uh, that line could use like a, a pure right-hand shot, I think. What Kind of what do you think the Bruins should prioritize uh, heading into the trade deadline? I have been back and forth on this for so long because they do need a legitimate second line center, mm, but they need, yeah. as you mentioned, help on defense and they are very left shot heavy. So some, some right-handed help here would definitely be, mm. be nice to see them acquire at the deadline there. I mean, there's a lot of defensemen that could make sense. It's just a matter of, are they going to be able to put together a package? Cause like you mentioned, the depth there isn't, the greatest. Um, mm -hmm. I think they really need to figure out what to do with Jack Stadnika because right. now at this point, he's just kind of wasting away in Providence. He's up and down whenever you need him. And it's just, if he's not developed, he's not developed, whatever. But if you can package him with maybe a Connor Clifton, a Jake DeBrusque, and maybe bring in a right shot defenseman, it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be a shutdown guy. It just needs to be somebody who can really help this team get, push them into the playoffs. Well, they're going to get into the playoffs, but push mm -hmm. them further into the playoffs. Um, so I'd love to see Don Sweeney go out there and get a right shot defenseman. I would just, or honestly, just any defenseman, the, the defense, yeah. I think it hasn't been as bad as the, I, I think people are making it out to be, but when they're bad, they're bad. And it's glaringly obvious. And mm -hmm. I think that there's definitely pieces there to get somebody that will help that right side and just help the defense as a whole. Right. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, Derek Forbort has been hearing the reports about the Bruins being interested in Jacob Chickering because he uh, went out and injured <laughs> him on Saturday night, which uh, hopefully for the Coyotes, it's not too serious. They can still get a good package for him. But do you think the Bruins should kind of go all in for a guy like that or kind of make some some smaller some smaller deals? Um, I, I love the idea of Chikrin. I just don't think mm -hmm. the Bruins will be able to get it done. I think that yeah. with the reported other teams in the mix for him, I think that the, maybe the Panthers, they, they'll have more of a chance to sign someone like him. I think that, and I don't know the last time the Bruins really made a blockbuster kind of deal. I think that Don Sweeney is more of a smaller deal kind of guy. I mean, you look at Coyle, you look at the, the even the signings in this past off season, they weren't mm -hmm. massive deals they weren't you know these big name guys that are everyone like wants on their team they're just the more i don't want to call them little guys because i'm not like <laughs> undermining what they can bring to the team but yeah. i think that um someone like chikrin as great as he is as nice as that contract can be too i just think that the bruins won't be able to get it done with what they have and the cap space they have the very limited cap space they have available right. to them yeah yeah i kind of I mean, uh, if they're going to go huge, I'd I'd rather them chase uh, Thomas Hurdle from, from San Jose. You mentioned the yep. the second-line center issues. I think he would be 
a perfect fit at that point. But again, it's whether or not they could get a package for him, whether or not they could sign him beyond this. I think for the second line center role, I think they had like they had Bergeron, Hala, Coyle, Nosik. I think those were the four guys they had kind of settled on for centers. I don't know if it was the current order is kind of how they pictured them in. Maybe Coyle is the second line guy and, and Hala. I've kind of been saying that with Hall and Pasternak, it might not even matter who plays second line center. Um, maybe that's something that they'll chase in the off season. Um, when it comes to kind of a scoring winger, I've been on the <laughs> Phil Kessel bandwagon. Maybe there's, uh, you know, Ricard Raquel from the Ducks. The Bruins and Ducks have a, a relationship dealing lately. Um, yeah, do you see – are you on board with the Phil Kessel idea or would you like them to go for like a younger guy who's a bit more left in the tank that they could keep for a bit? Uh, what uh, What are your thoughts there? I think of all – I can get behind Phil Kessel – the Phil Kessel return, as long as it's not, you know, they're not giving up too much. It's yeah, not right. a, it's going to be a good deal for both sides. And I, I'm going to feel that way about any trade, but I do think that, that the Bruins won't mind bringing in a couple of rentals. If it mm. means getting Bergeron that one more cup, because mm. yes. so much of, I mean, we have no idea what Bergeron's going to do after this season. He could play for five more years if he really wanted to, <laughs> yep. but there's so much, you know, uncertainty around him where I think the the Bruins and Bruce Cassidy and Don Sweeney want to do what they can to get Bergeron into a cup final, get him into another, get him another cup before his career is over, whether that's this year or 10 years down the road. Um, but I think I'm, I'm, I'd be fine with Kessel. I think, you know, he's familiar with the team. He's, he's played with Bergeron before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny when you say like Pashtunak and Hall, like it doesn't matter who centers them because they're going to be good. It's almost like when Krejci was here, didn't matter who was on. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I know. It's he, kind of flipped that way. Yeah. <laughs> he would have liked the consistency. And I mean, Bruins fans would have liked the consistency with wingers, but Krejci makes players so much better. Mm-hmm. And Hall and Pashtunak are doing that same thing. So I don't know if it's worth really going out and spending so much for a legitimate second line center, giving yeah. up a ton of assets when you have free, uh, uh, yeah, the off season approaching this summer anyway, where maybe, you know, what Bergeron's doing, you have to re-sign yeah. Pashtunak in the, in two seasons. Yeah. So there's so much writing on, you know, so much unknown money where let's just bring in some rentals, boost this team into the playoffs and get Bergeron that one more cup, please. Yeah. 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 And McAvoy's, big contract kicks in next season as well. So that will be a a consideration for sure. Uh, Yeah. It's funny how that works with Krejci always talking about no wingers and now it's, you got the wingers and then throw anybody in there down the middle, I suppose. Um, One other Bruins question uh, looks a lot like Jeremy Swayman has kind of emerged as the, the number one guy, although, you know, he and Allmark, playing pretty well together uh, now that the Rask uh, situation is settled. Um, do you see Swayman as the the starter come playoff time? And are you comfortable with that as a, as a Bruins observer fan? Yeah, I do think um, this is Jeremy Swayman's net to lose. I think that it became his net to lose last year when he took it from Halak um, in the playoffs. Yeah, and, um, and it's unfortunate like how that happened with Halak. But um, I think since Jeremy Swayman 
has been recalled, he knows he's not going back down. He knows that there's no more what ifs. There's no more questions. Like Tuca has retired. This net he's is his, and he's not going back to Providence unless he goes into a spiral, a very bad spiral. But I don't see that happening. I think, um, you know, every time Cassidy is, is asked about who's your number one goalie, he never he says Swayman is a little bit ahead of Allmark, right. but he never quite says he is the number one. And at some point, he's going to have to just come out and and yes. say it. I think that yeah. it's with Swayman getting the more starts recently, playing absolutely out of his mind. He's nine zero and one in his last ten games. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with not i mean knowing that he's not going back to providence mm-hmm. knowing that he i mean he's so good i mean he's so poised he's so confident and there is some concern there maybe like will he turn into a carter hart a jordan Bin- jordan bennington if he goes into the playoffs deep run but i just don't see that with him just how yeah. confident he is and just how much he's never rattled and i always go back to he did an interview with nhl.com and he said his pregame routine is that he likes juggling and he likes laughing. So I just think like nothing can rattle this guy. Like he's just, are so weird. Just they, and he says he's not weird, and I'm like, okay, here yeah. he's just like yeah, he's juggling weird. before pregame. And so yeah. I think that you know he's got a lot of uh, a lot of good support in the, in, especially Lena's Allmark. Mm. And I do think as long as he continues to play the way he has in the regular season into the postseason. And goal, goalies, uh, goaltending wins you championships. So I think that we've missed this in the last couple of years where, I mean, the defense, you're not going to win when Mac Rizlik scores the only goal in game seven in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, but oof. I think that Jeremy Swayman is one to steal a game for the Bruins. And we've seen it a few times this year. And I maybe it's just the, the, the recent hot streak and the, the bigger sample size we have now of him. But I have all the confidence in the world going into the playoffs with Jeremy Swayman. Same, yeah. And uh, I've been saying a lot that the the Allmark Swayman hug is probably my favorite thing of the the hockey season so far. Friend of the pod, Connor Ryan, had a great uh, article up about over the weekend about that with some great quotes. So people should check that out for sure. But yeah, even if Allmark isn't starting, it's clear that he has Swayman's back, and they see it as like a. Not a goalie controversy, but like just a goalie—I don't know what you call it—complementary relationship <laughs> where they just have each other's back, which is which is really cool to see. Um, before we get into some baseball stuff, a quick word about Bet Online. Uh, March Madness is coming up, and you can get all the latest odds, contests, player props at BetOnline.net, the number one source for all your sports betting needs. Uh, they're just the best spot for all scores. They have podcasts, news as well. It's not just basketball. They have you covered for uh, hockey, um, baseball coming up, uh, Vegas casino games, UFC, boxing. Head to their website today. Use your mobile device. And learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. And uh, our friends at Built Bar continue to push out some of the best tasting protein bars of all time. The puffs are so good. If you haven't tried them, you are missing out. They're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, obviously. They're not just a protein bar. It's also a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, Around here, we dip them into hot chocolate and that's just uh, so good. And you can feel good about it too because they're low calorie, high protein, and uh, just much better for you than typical candy bar. 
Most built bars have about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Uh, at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. Uh, go to build.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Uh, now, Lauren, uh, yeah, Red Sox, uh, believe everybody's kicking off spring training at some point this week, if not already. Uh, Red Sox uh, coming back, co-host on the Locked On Red Sox podcast. What's your outlook uh, on this team uh, coming up this season? Um, I'm feeling okay. I think that, you know, it's still free agency. The lockout just ended, so there are still some moves to be made. I think that they need a little more help in the lineup. Obviously, the bullpen, too. But overall, I mean, they made it to the ALCS last year. They came within two games of the World Series. So I am still feeling pretty confident. I'm just, I'm ready for them to start making the moves that we've seen other teams make in the past few days. Now, Lockdown Bruins listeners know that I already mentioned it before, but I live up here in Ontario, pretty close to Toronto. So when it comes to baseball and basketball, my allegiances are are Toronto-based. Uh do you have any thoughts on on the Blue Jays this year? I think they're last I checked they were third on the the list of favorites to win this year. Do you think they're going to take a step back after losing Robbie Ray, Marcus Simeon or do you think they could still hang with uh some of the better teams in baseball? No, I I love I've loved watching the Blue Jays kind of grow into this really fun, likable team of late the last few seasons in particular. And an episode a week or two ago, I actually ranked their starting rotation as number one in the AL East. And I think that they're only going to continue to get stronger. I think they're so, so close to just being a legitimate playoff world series contender and this might be the season that they're going to give the the Yankees and the Rays a run for their money. I, I think it's, the AL East has always been stacked, but it's always been the Red Sox and the Yankees. Lately, mm. now it's been the Rays, and I think the Blue Jays are really going to start. Sorry for the Orioles, but I do think yeah, yeah. that those those four teams are really going to be going at it for the the top spot and then that top wild card spot too. Right? Yeah, I I hate the Rays so much. They're just so <laughs> I was kind of excited about the possibility of them splitting time with with Montreal. I, I grew up going more to Expos games than Blue Jays games because I lived closer to Montreal and I really missed the Expos. I, I hope they come back at some point. They need a team of a baseball team in Montreal. It's such yeah. a it's such a good city overall, but bring baseball back to Montreal. I'm on yeah, that wagon. Sure. We're going there this summer, actually. It would have been amazing to to be able to go to a a game. It'll be nice to go to any game. I think I haven't I haven't been to a baseball game since Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s like first series with the uh, with the Blue Jays. Wow, like, a couple years ago. So I'm excited to to go check that out for sure. Definitely. Um, one other uh, question for you. Um, I always like to ask people. I know you're super busy with baseball, hockey coverage. Is there anything else right now that you're watching on Netflix or elsewhere that's uh, catching your attention that people should uh, should be checking out? 
lately, the last few weeks, I've been watching the Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee oh, yes. documentary yep. on Hulu. It's just, um, not I don't know if you can really call it a documentary, but it's really interesting. It was, um, I know that Pam and Tommy didn't speak to anybody actually involved in the show. So they're kind of going off Tommy's book and the his ex-carpenter. So yeah. it's still interesting to see kind of how everything played out in the long run. Um, I was only like four or five when that whole thing was going down and when Pam Anderson was this big sex icon. So mm -hmm. I didn't really understand much, like how much impact both of them had on like 90s people. So yeah. um, that's been cool to kind of relive that. And I've also been watching Single Drunk Female. I just okay. stumbled upon it on Hulu, but I think it's on Freeform. Um, and I, I, it's, it's, it's really fun. It takes place in the Boston area too. And it's about a journalist who was working in New York city as an alcoholic. So I had to come move back home. Oh, wow. So it's kind of, it's nice to have like that Boston connection and then the journalism yeah, right. thing. So that's been occupying my time when I'm not talking slash writing about sports. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The payment Tommy was, we finished that last week. That was so good. We've been watching too that, um, the dropout with the Elizabeth Holmes. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to watch show. that. Yeah. It's really good. Amanda Seyfried is unreal in that. She's uh yeah, that's definitely worth, uh, worth checking out as well. Uh, so Lauren, I can't thank you enough for taking some time to chat this morning. I'm sure we'll do this again at some Absolutely. point into the playoffs. Uh, where can people find uh, your brewing stuff and uh, how can people follow the uh, locked on Red Sox podcast as well? Yeah, you can find all of my written work on Nesson.com. We have a ton of trade deadline content coming out starting today into next week. So we have plenty of stuff going on around that. You can find Locked On Red Sox at LO underscore Red Sox on Twitter, on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And find me on Twitter at Lauren. Three laws, Lauren with four R's. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. And uh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting uh, week leading up to the trade deadline. I'm hopeful that – I'm pretty sure the Bruins will do something at the very least. I think you're you're totally bang on with uh, Patrice Bergeron's situation. The Bruins just want to do everything they can to, to make at least one more run uh, with him, and I'm excited about uh, what, they're, what they're going to do for sure. And, uh, yeah, people can find – all the latest uh, on the Boston Bruins here at Locked On Bruins. Uh, follow on Twitter at Locked NHL Bruins. And we'll be back tomorrow to preview Tuesday's game against the Chicago Blackhawks here on the Locked On Bruins podcast, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.